the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starks. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Well, hello everybody, Todd Starks back with you. And a very special thank you to our good friend Jeff Stein from radio station KXEL. I did a terrific job, listened Uh, on my sickbed over the last couple of days and uh, did a terrific job. Uh, Wow, we have got a lot to talk about, and uh, thank you for joining us. Write down our telephone number. You will need this if you want to call into the program today. Our number is 901-260-5926. Wow, I've been away a long time. That's 901-260-5926, and that is our number to call in. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, it turned out I, I told you I got the flu shot and I thought I came down with the flu the next day, but it turned out to be bronchitis and a bad sinus infection and uh, it's getting better, but uh, we're going to make it through the show today. Uh, I was very anxious to get back behind the microphone and uh, we're going to have a great conversation, a lot of big stories to talk about. And I am telling you, after watching Donald Trump last night, I was channel surfing between the, the the Nikki Haley Ron DeSantis uh, debate over at CNN and uh, the Trump town hall over at at Fox, and I got to tell you, it's um, th- folks. There's no choice. There's absolutely no other choice than Donald Trump. The guy looks great. He's refreshed. He was taking questions. He was doing the back and forth. And I really feel like Donald Trump is going to be the guy. He's got to be the guy. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Uh, can we talk about this for a second here, folks? What's up with Nikki Haley? She is a She's coming across as just a very unlikable person. Have you noticed this? I, I know it's sort of an odd thing. You would think she would be, I mean, a Southerner. Uh, you would think she would be a little bit more, I don't know, genteel. But she comes across as very off-putting. And uh, last night, she was going after uh, DeSantis. And uh, she set this up where there is a, there's a website, um, DeSantisLies.com. And every time DeSantis would open his mouth, she would come back with this, this uh, website address. It was just really off-putting. DeSantis, on the other hand, the guys he doesn't have it. He just does not have the charisma. So it seems to me, ladies and gentlemen, that the choice is very clear. It's going to be Donald Trump. 
And I believe it's going to be Donald Trump in a landslide on Monday in Iowa. And I want to, I want to hear from you. I'm curious to see how Vivek Ramaswamy does because he's been out there working around the clock. And this guy's really been putting in the sweat equity. And I suspect he's going to do a lot better than a lot of people thought. But anyway, President Trump addressing the big issue. And what is the issue? It is the invasion, ladies and gentlemen, of our country. Cut number nine. We have millions and millions of people here. It is not sustainable. Did you see in New York City where they're getting the regular students out and they're putting migrants in their place? We are going to have the largest deportation effort in the history of our country. We're bringing everybody back to where they came from. We have no choice. Uh, Can you do something about the sanctuary cities? Yeah. Well, they're going to be ended because the Democrats are going to end them because you can't sustain it. If you look at New York, you have a mayor of New York who now is really hostile to the administration because New York City, that's my place. I love New York. It's gone. It's had a tough time. Oh, it's had a terrible time. And I, I love this. And it has to be, this has to be a concerted effort. And and the president must deliver on this promise to deport as many as of these illegals as possible. Are we going to be able to deport 30, 40 million illegals from this country? Probably not. But we can get a good start at it. And we've got to start cleaning up our country. That's what we have to do, ladies and gentlemen. Otherwise, you are going to be in a situation like the good people in Brooklyn, New York, where one of the high schools was completely turned over to the illegals. The students were sent home. They were told they would have to learn virtually, uh, that their lessons would be online. And if they wanted a teacher, they would have to email and request a teacher. But there were not going to be these Zoom classes being led by an actual instructor. And why, why did they do that? Why did they clean out the high school? Well, the reason is very simple. They had to relocate 2,000 illegal aliens and turn the high school into housing. So again, this is what happens when you put the illegals first. The Americans suffer. And by the way, it's not going to end there because eventually they're going to run out of classrooms. And what's going to happen then? Here's the mayor, Eric Adams, cut 10. It is my vision uh, to take the next step to this, go to the faith-based uh, locales and then move to uh, private residents. Uh, there are residents who are suffering right now because of economic challenges. They have spare rooms. Uh, they have locales. And if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that government has in, in its place, we can take that $4.2 billion, $4.3 it may be now, that we potentially have to spend, and we can put it back in the pockets of everyday New Yorkers, everyday houses of worship, instead of putting it in the pockets of corporations. So so here's the plan. They're going to force these people into your homes coming up. They're going to be forcing them into your churches, forcing them into your businesses, and the illegals will eventually take over. Now, a lot of people have been saying, what is the ultimate goal here? Well, there are a couple of goals. Number one is the replacement theory, which is in progress. They want to replace us with them. I mean, it's really that simple. But the other part of this has to do with the electoral college And that's why 
They are moving these illegals strategically all over the country. And predominantly, they're being moved to red states where you say, wait a second, Todd, uh, New York City's not a red city. I mean, what, what are you what are you what are you doing here? When you when you look at the actual breakdown of the votes, the high school where the illegals were moved to, that was one of the few red parts of New York City, uh, of that part of Brooklyn. So they're trying to dilute the Republican voting base. That's what's going on here. I was uh, listening to Congressman David Kustoff from uh, Tennessee on uh, KWAM this morning. And Kustoff says that he has heard rumblings that they are actually moving illegals into places like Tennessee. Super red states. Look at what's happening in, in Texas right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's just absolutely horrifying what is happening. But this is Joe Biden's plan. This is the radical progressive Democrats plan. This is Barack Hussein Obama's plan. All right, we're going to take a break. Our telephone number 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304, and start investing today. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. And, Dylan, I don't want you to be too alarmed, but... um, I'm probably going to be talking like I'm working at a, you know, late night love music station like Delilah for the rest of the day. That's about as high as the voice is going to be able to get today. So I just don't want you to play any, you know, Barry White music coming out of breaks or anything, or I, you know, I might just lose it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, yes, I am still dealing with this, uh, with a bronchitis and a sinus infection. And man, they they love giving people shots. But I was able to break into the um, to the wellness company's medic, emergency medical kit. Um, I was asking the I was asking the uh, the medical professionals, and I'm like, uh, "Well, can I take the can I take the Z pack?" They're like, "Yeah, if you if you got some, it's hard to find." I'm like, "Hey, I got you covered." So uh, anyway, I'm I'm much much better than I was yesterday. As even though I sound like um um you know, hello. I do sound like Barry White, just a little bit. Uh, but um, we are going to get through this. Um, we, I'm anxious to hear your calls and your thoughts and um, our conversations coming up. By the way, we've got um, Congressman Jim Jordan, who's going to drop by. Also, 
Congressman Ralph Norman's going to be here. And we're going to be talking to a gentleman who is running for the 10th Congressional District seat in North Carolina, Charles Eller, who has been a regular caller on the show before he was compelled to run for Congress. So uh, we're going to have some good conversations uh, coming up very soon. So um, while I was out, there has been a lot of scuttlebutt over Speaker Mike Johnson, who I I don't know what happened. I, I have some theories, but I can tell you that the Mike Johnson that is in the Speaker's chair is not the same Mike Johnson that was a guest on this radio program for years um, uh, here on this uh, program. Not the same guy. Something has happened. They have gotten to Mike Johnson. And this guy is just as squishy rhino-ish as Kevin McCarthy was. I mean, it's just un- it's just really remarkable to see what happens as soon as they as soon as they attach their paws to that gavel, their their whole political outlook changes. So anyway, um, Mike Johnson, very upset at conservatives, told them to stop writing nasty things about him on social media. His communications team has pretty much shut us out now, and I'm okay with that. Um, I find it to be very disappointing. But Mike Johnson and uh, they have they have turned his he and his staff have turned their backs on the people that put him where he is. So the question now facing a lot of uh, lawmakers up on Capitol Hill is whether or not to vacate the chair. I mean, Mike, I'll give you an example, and this just set me off. Mike Johnson shared video of illegals scaling the fence and invading the country. He said, this is shocking and unacceptable. He says, Secretary Mayorkas is an abject failure and must be held accountable. Well, I agree. So why don't you do something, sir? He wrote that on January the 9th. What are you waiting for? Why haven't we impeached this man? Why hasn't anybody been impeached? Why haven't any of these Biden administration officials have been punished? Why is that? So something for you to think about here, folks, because a lot of people are now calling for Mike Johnson to be removed from the speaker's chair. Do you believe that is the right course of action? Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Now, I believe we have some audio. Uh, this is Speaker Johnson just moments ago. Some of members of your conference who opposed the spending deal you reached with the Senate have talked about a motion to vacate. Chip Roy talked about it yesterday publicly. Tim Burchard has said that he's still pondering it. What do you say in response to those members, and are you concerned that you could lose your job over this deal as the last speaker did over the first CR? No, look, I'm, I'm not concerned about that. We're, we're leading. Um, Chip Roy is one of my closest friends. We, we agree on almost everything in principle. What I've talked with him about is the reality of being in what is soon to be the smallest majority in the history of the Congress, except for one exception, I think, in 1917, according to my research. Um, we have very difficult challenges, but we're going to advance the ball. We're going to advance our conservative principles, and we are going to demonstrate that we can govern well. And I'm going to keep trudging forward. Look, leadership is tough. Um, you, you take a lot of uh, criticism. But um, I remember I am a hardline conservative. That's what they used to call me. I, I come from that camp. Chip and I agree. 
on spending, that we've got to dramatically reduce it. And I have a long record as a legislator of trying to cut spending. And when I was chairman of RSC, we uh, we prepared budgets that would uh, that would get us back to balance. So this is a very serious priority of mine. This, to me, this deal, this agreement, is a down payment on restoring us to fiscal sanity in this country. It's critically important. Remember, last week we crossed a dangerous threshold: thirty-four trillion dollars in federal debt. Thirty-four trillion dollars. We, we borrow every 140 days, as, as uh, Congressman Schweikert pointed out in our conference this morning, every 140 days we have to borrow $1 trillion. Just think about that. The scale of this is incredible. Well, it's, it's incredible and it's unacceptable, sir. And, and again, why is Mike Johnson making deals with the Democrats? What does Kevin McCarthy and what is Chuck Schumer, what do they have on Johnson that forced him to betray the base of the party. That's the question that needs to be addressed right now. This is absolutely insane. But I'm telling you, I am very concerned about the Republicans and their elections in 2024 if Mike Johnson capitulates. The the rally cry on, on this radio show, and we started this several weeks ago, and I'm excited to hear Folks like Andy Biggs and others picking up our rally cry, either shut down the border or we shut down the government. I mean, it really is that simple. Let's go to the phone lines. Jarrett in Gainesville, Georgia, WDUN. Hi, Jarrett. What say you? Hey, Todd. How you doing this morning? Good, good, good. Hey, I'm pr- proud of your show. Thank you. I listen to it every day during the week, and I just wanted to ask you to to try to refrain from using the uh, winning by a landslide. You remember back in 2022, we all heard the big red wave was coming and we got our butts handed to us. And uh, I just ask you to, you know, hey, we're going to have to earn this election. We're going to have to get out and work. We're going to have to get out and vote. And there's nothing going to be given to us. If anything, it'll be taken from us. Well, so let's refrain from the landslide. Well, when I say landslide, I was referring to the Trump's race in the Republican primaries, which he's winning. He's going to win by a landslide. Now, the general election, that is going to be there. there I have a lot of big question marks, Jarrett. And one of the big concerns I have is whether or not the establishment Republicans are going to get behind Donald Trump. And if they don't, then we could have a Democrat in the White House. We could have a hard time. Yes, yes sir. sir. Could. I, 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 and as far as Mike Johnson goes, I don't think he has the support to to do that, to, to impeach uh, anybody. I really don't think he does. And I think maybe he's trying just to get the best deal he can, because if he shuts down that government, all these rhino Republicans who are, have now decided that they're not going to run again, they don't have anything to lose. They may vote for a worse deal than what's on the table now. And, and that may be the case, Jarrett. And if and if it is, then Mike Johnson needs to use his bully pulpit, and he needs to call out every single one of the Republicans who's colluding with the Democrats. I mean, it, it really is unfortunate that he doesn't know how to use the power that he has as Speaker of the House. Well, you know, he may be a little bit hesitant with the threat of, hey, let's kick him out. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Jarrett, got to run. Appreciate that call. Again, our telephone number, ladies and gentlemen, 901-260-5926. Does Mike Johnson need to be removed from office? 901-260-5926 is 
our number. Our website, by the way, is toddsterns.com. Lots of great stories and content for you to check out there. All right, folks. Today's program powered by some sort of herbal tea I'm drinking. I hope I don't get a little uh, fruity to the left. (sighs) I'm going to eat a Baptist martini by the time it's all over. We'll be right back, America. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Todd Stearns. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have um, I have some news to share with you. Uh, by the way, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program, broadcasting border to border, coast to coast, across the fruited plain. Now, I don't believe I have ever been as offended as I just was as I was reading text messages from some of our own dear conservatives who clearly do not have the gift of mercy. I received a text message. I will not name names, ladies and gentlemen, because it could possibly end that person's career. But all I can say is that he said I sounded like an NPR news anchor. That is offensive, sir. Offensive. This is not NPR. We pay our own way around here. Jeez, a loop. All right, uh, folks, good to have you with us today, and uh, we have got a lot of ground to get through. Crazy story uh, happening in California, which you are going to love. Before we go there, I want to go to the phone lines, 901-260-5926. Let's say hello to Kathy in Salem, Oregon, radio station KYKN. Hi, Kathy, how are you? Hi, Todd, doing good. Um, Do you think that uh, Johnson's reluctance to do anything with Mayorkas has anything to do with uh, the threat that he made to Kat Tamek last week. So that is that is a, an interesting question. I, I hope not. I hope he's not going to be bullied. I hope he's not going to kowtow to, to what Mayorkas said. But you're right. Mayorkas did, in fact, as a matter of fact, Kat Tamek was on our show last week. And yes. she laid it all out. So, yes. I, I mean, I don't see how it could possibly get any worse unless Mayorkas and, and Kathy, I, I don't mean this in a joking way, unless Mayorkas is actually going to call up the sleeper cells. Well, maybe that's something that he needs to tell us, that he's being threatened or we're being threatened. 
Kathy, I, I just want some transparency up there, right? That's all. I just want them to, you know, if they're if you're being threatened, you're right, Kathy. Get out there and tell us. But who can he tell? Kathy, he can he can he can hold a press conference. He can come on this program. He can come on our good buddy Lars Larson's program. His communications team is completely shut out most of the conservative uh, you know media world, and that is a big big. That's a big red flag for me. Okay, well, I don't know what to I don't know what to say except if we're in trouble, then the speaker needs to tell us. Yes, Kathy, you're absolutely right, and, and that's all we're asking him to do here. Kathy, thank you, and God bless you. Here is some audio from Chip Roy. So you said today uh, in an interview that you are not ruling motion to vacate off the table. Where does that come from? Are you willing to use that? Well, look, I think we need accountability. And, uh, you know, I didn't support the motion to vacate against Kevin in the fall. Uh, Some of my colleagues decided to go down that road. I thought it was a mistake. I don't think you should pull the coach out in the third quarter. Um, I thought we were making progress and we should have finished the job. We didn't. Uh, now, unfortunately, uh, Speaker Johnson is doing all the same stupid crap that we opposed. And, and now he's, you know, honoring these side deals that we shouldn't have honored, that we were pushing Kevin on. We were trying to kind of tighten. And uh, I think that's a mistake. I think we need to have a serious family conversation as Republicans. What is our aim? What is our goal? You know, some of them got frustrated because they gave a speech before Thanksgiving saying, what have we done? Well, I would ask right now, what are we doing? We're doing more of the same. You literally can't go sell with a straight face $1.66 trillion. It is definitively, mathematically more spending than it was uh, under Nancy Pelosi's omnibus spending bill. And I think American people are tired of gimmicks and tired of spending money we don't have. Well, at what point, though, would you pull that trigger? I mean, at what point would it get so bad that you would say enough is enough? Well, that's that's for us to consider. Again, Mike's a friend. He's a good guy. Sure. Like I said, you I've like got, him. I've you got, like, a, you like I've got a lot of friends, and there are a lot of good guys. And um, I think we, though, need to perform. And so uh, I'm not going to say what would trigger it or what wouldn't trigger it. What I would say is we've would got to do better than this. Would passing a short-term CR trigger? No, short-term CRs have never been the thing that bothers me. Some of my other colleagues get bothered by that. I don't think we should. If you're going to do a CR, go ahead and pass the full funding through the end of the year. Trigger the caps. All right. Speaking of gimmicks, what would y'all think about the Hunter Biden appearance? And again, this goes back to the Speaker of the House. Hunter Biden, at this very moment, is in defiance of a House subpoena. He is under and under the House rules, he can be arrested. So why was he not arrested yesterday? He storms out of the committee. Cut number three. Gentlemen, time's expired. Chair, recognize Ms. Green from Georgia for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, apparently, you're afraid of my words. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> oh! I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Burst their bubble. Wow, that's too bad. <laughs> All right, so that was Hunter walking out. Here's Congresswoman Nancy Mays. Cut for. First of all, my first question is, who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege, coming into the Oversight Committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here and... Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman, 
Um, if the, the lady recognizes, if the general lady Biden wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter Biden. What are you afraid of? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Order, order, order. Are women allowed to speak in here or no? Are women allowed to speak in here or no? Because you keep interrupting me. I'll interrupt the chairman. I don't know that he's a lady. I think that uh, that Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now, and go straight to jail. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the Jerry Springer circus, but yes, why is he not in jail right now? Why? Where is the Speaker of the House? And that's all I'm saying, is that there's a lot of stuff going down, and the Speaker seems to be AWOL. Uh, let's go to the phones. Paul in Gainesville, Georgia. WDUN, our great station there. Hi, Paul. What's up? Hi, Todd. Uh, I don't know why we're spending all this time discussing uh, impeachment of any of the cabinet officers. It's uh, First of all, in what universe would the Congress, the House of Representatives, vote to impeach him? And then secondarily, even if that happened, the Senate would have to vote two-thirds to formally impeach and remove him from office. In what universe is that going to happen? Well, he will be impeached in the House. Paul? He doesn't get Paul? be removed from office until the Senate votes two-thirds. So you believe, So what, what would you recommend? Because that's all the Republicans have been campaigning on and talking about since Joe Biden got elected. So what would you, what advice would you give to the Republicans? I would just go on go on public uh, interviews and state what he did wrong and kept, keep it up and keep it up and keep it up because spending all this time on impeachment will result in zero action. Well, I don't know about that. I, I want to get it on the record that Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas betrayed the American people. What they have done at the border. Look, everybody's knee deep in Ukraine and all of that, and China, and I get it. But I am focused on what is happening at our southern border right now. And our president has violated his oath of office. He is not protecting our nation from all enemies, foreign or domestic. And he is violating Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution, which requires Joe Biden protect our border states from invasion. That's what I have a problem with. You can just state all of those facts on Newsmax and on any other outlets and keep pressing it, pressing it, pushing it, so that there's no doubt. Impeachment, if he, he's, if he if it comes to a Senate vote and he gets acquitted, all he's going to say is, you see, I did nothing wrong. All right, Paul, we're going to see what others have to say. Appreciate the call. Paul says, ladies and gentlemen, complete waste of time. Stop with the impeachment proceedings. What's it? Well, I don't even think they've really started, to be honest with you. I know what I know that there are meetings being held, but I'm telling you, I I just don't think it's going to happen. 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. 
Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Good to have you with us. So uh, we told you about what was happening in New York City, where the illegals are taking over the the public school. Kids are being sent home. They're going to be learning remotely. And the, the question that I've always had and is now being answered in real time is what happens when you get to a point where you have to choose us as Americans or them as illegals? Who do you take care of? Who do who do you support? And we're, we're learning in, in these sanctuary cities that the answer is always the illegal alien. The illegal alien always takes precedent over the American citizen. And it's not just in New York City. So the mayor of Denver uh, just held a press conference, and he announced they're going to be cutting $150 million from the city budget, and they're going to be redirecting all of that money meant to help American citizens, they're redirecting all of that money to the illegals. Take a listen. And so we know we both want to be a welcoming and supportive place where folks are not going to be uh, without services and support. And we also want to fund critical services all across the city to make sure that everyone in Denver has the supports they need. And so we did sit down with agency heads yesterday and ask them to start preparing to evaluate uh, ways in which they can absorb $180 million of cuts in the 2024 budget. Um, they are going to start talking to their departments and their teams about those scenarios, and we will try to take a look at how we can navigate that. Um, but that process has started. Our city departments are in the midst of that uh, conversation. That's a little bit of crisis one. Um, crisis two is that the 40, those 4,800 people in residence means that we have now filled all of the space that we have for sheltering in the city and county. We have filled every single hotel site that we have and the two congregate sites that we added. Um, And so we do not have space to add more folks that arrive, nor do we have staff to support them, nor do we have resources to support them to add on new hotels. You know, if we could get someone in Adams County or Aurora or Lakewood to give us a hotel, we would have to add new staffing for those sites. We would have to add new resources for those sites, and we'd have to um, uh, also uh, add new capacity. Um, and so that is a real challenge for us, which means we are in the scenario where uh, we got six buses on Saturday. We only got one Sunday. But as we get a new increased volume, we have a lot of suboptimal options, which are um, either offering everyone onward travel to another location uh, or trying to hope that they have friends or family they can stay with here. Um, but we think we are at a very different tipping point than we've seen any any way up to this moment. Um, and we want to both confront the hard truths of how we can make this system work and realize we do not think we have the capacity to keep adding additional uh, services without um, real help from neighboring jurisdictions, real additional resources, and even deeper cuts into the city budget. So while all that is going on, imagine how, how expensive it is to live in California right now. That's why so many people are having to flee 
the Golden State. I mean, people are, you cannot find a U-Haul anywhere in the Bay Area. And so now the headline coming out of Newsweek is that California taxpayers are now going to pay for illegals to get gender transition surgery. So they're coming over here and they're getting their private parts chopped off and they're leaving us with the bill. They're sticking you with the bill, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's going on here. So I I know that the Republicans are playing games and yesterday's Hunter Biden appearance. By the way, Hunter came with his own film crew. Nobody did anything because nobody has the courage. Nobody has the moral fortitude to do what needs to be done in Washington, D.C. Nobody, not even on the Republican side. And it's really disappointing and sad. But I'm telling you, we can make a difference at the ballot box. It is so vitally important that you vet the candidates that that you're voting for. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Want to play this audio from Whoopi Goldberg. And uh, Whoopi is wanting Liz Cheney to jump into the race. Cut number 12. Do you see yourself and and would you ever consider being the conduit to that third party? Because I don't know if if the Republican Party, as we as we knew it, will survive this, because if he ever gets in again, we'll never have any more elections. There will be no more. He will stop it. And, And he's very clear about that. He wants to be dictator for life. Okay. So I wonder, would you ever consider, please, would you please mm-hmm. <laughs> consider being that person? Because I got to tell you, it, I was really, I don't understand how people can say, we're with you, we're with you, we're with you. And then when you need them, they go, oh, but we're with him now. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. And I don't understand how... You find the grace not to be pissed at folks. Oh, I'm not. You know, you're mad at them, but you're not pissed at them. Because if you were pissed at them, you would have given up on them. Yeah. And you haven't. Oh, well, and so, would yeah. you? Look, I, I think that. I'm begging you. <laughs> Look, I'm on one knee. Is uh, Whoopi back on the crack pipe? Do we know uh, any? Uh, all right, we'll check the headlines on that. Look, a couple of things here. First of all, I think the the takeaway here is that Whoopi Goldberg and all the other squawking magpies on The View, they've given up on Joe Biden. They realize that Biden's not going to be able to beat Trump. So now they're begging Liz Cheney. You know what's really despicable about Liz here? And that's the second point I'm trying to make is she never objected to anything they said. Not a thing. She just smiled and grinned, and she let them say, and utter that horrible, horrible nonsense. Oh, what was it? She was, um, Whoopi went on, they were talking about uh, gays. Whoopi said that uh, that uh, Trump's going to go out there and he's going to kick out all the gay people. What? What is she talking about? Trump was the most pro-gay president in modern American history. He was actually more pro-gay than Barack Obama was back in the, I'm just telling you. A cut number 13. Interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. What's interesting for me is that people's faith in the country is waning. Yes. That's the that's the thing that's yes. pissing me off, because, in fact, 
There's a reason Joe Biden ran the way he did. There's a reason he's running for democracy now, because that's really what's at stake. You worried that you can't pay your bill? Wait till he, the other guy becomes president, and you won't have to worry about it because you'll be in some camp somewhere. Because that's his promise. His promise to us is he's going to force people to do his bidding. That's what he said. I'm with this. I'm going to be good on day one, and I'm going to turn into this other person. All right. So they're they're just lying. They're they're just full of lies, ladies and gentlemen. And we're, we're, look, this is to be expected, and we're going to have more of those lies. And it's going to get even worse. But we just have to stay focused and know that we have a country to save. And that's what 2024 is really all about, saving America. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We have Congressman Jim Jordan coming up next. Stick around, everybody. This is the Todd Stern Show, a little under the weather. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Great to have you with us. Good to be back. Still the voice a little froggy, but uh, we're going to get through it. We've got a lot of news to cover. Just a few moments ago, President Trump coming out of the courthouse in New York is a fraud trial. And by the way, the whole trial is a fraud, in my estimation, uh, saying that the attorney general is out of control. He says she sued him because she wanted the publicity to run for office. And now we have information, disturbing information, that not only the New York case, but also the Georgia case may have been coordinated uh, by or through the White House. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Good to have with us our friend, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee and the chairman of the Weaponization Committee, Congressman Jim Jordan. Congressman, good to have you with us. Good to be with you, Todd. Hope your voice gets better. Happy oh, New Year to you, but I hope your voice you. improves. Thank you. You, I feel like I'm I'm an NPR reporter now or something with this deep voice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Congressman, um, I want to get your reaction to the news that's been coming out over the past couple of days involving Fannie yeah. Willis and also what's happening in New York. Well, I mean, what's happening in New York is just a continuation of the, the the attack on President Trump. I mean, the the left and the swamp and everyone else doesn't like President Trump because he actually goes, the, you know, fights for the American people, fights for our country. And, you know, first I, w- I would say that you know, first it was a spot on his campaign, then it was the Mueller investigation, then it was the impeachment, then it was uh, then it was of course the raid of his home, then it was the indictment in in the civil case in New York, then it was the 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 Fonnie Wills case in 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 D.C., the other criminal case in New York. Um, and of course, the two prosecutors by by, by uh, Jack Smith, the special counsel. So it just it just never ends. But he, the, the American people, see see through it all. Um, and now we find out that we have in the situation in Georgia with the Fonnie Willis, the Fulton County DA, 
that this Nathan, Nathan Wade guy uh, who she had hired was what looks like traveling to the White House and coordinating with the January 6th committee on ways to go after President Trump. Uh, you know, again, just showing how the degree to, the, to which the left will go to go after a guy who's actually fighting for and doing the things he told the American people he was going to do for us. And again, it's more evidence that this is all political. This is all a coordinated political attack. And that goes back to the weaponization of the judiciary. This yep. is just unacceptable. And a lot of people are wondering, what are we going to do about it? Yeah, this 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 lawfare concept where they use a the law to go after people instead of as a, as a way to have equal treatment and equal application of the law. They use it as a way to go after their political opponents. And I forgot in that long list of things I said, of course, the, the even after the, the, the cases, there's this 14th Amendment issue that they're, you know, trying in Colorado, trying in Maine. They've, they've tried in other states and, and have been been stopped there. But um, it, it's it's we have to fight it every step of the way. So we're looking at, uh, you know, if we're going to inquire about this. This Nathan Wade guy in, in Georgia with with Fonnie Willis. Um, but the, the good news is, as I said, the American people see through it. President Trump's poll numbers go up. We're going to be in Iowa with uh, with the president some this this weekend. Um, I think he's going to win big on, on Monday night uh, at the Iowa caucus, and, and I think he's going to be our nominee, and I think he's going to be our next president. Well, I, I concur wholeheartedly, and I think one of the issues that is going to drive people to the ballot box is what's happening at the border right now. And uh, you were writing on Twitter about the situation at this high school in New York City. It's just unbelievable because now they have answered the question for us, if you've only got limited resources, who gets those resources? Well, it's not the American kids. It's the illegals. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this is on the heels of what happened to, to children and their education during COVID, particularly in states like New York run by liberal uh, left-wing governors, um, what they did to kids there, all the, all the distance learning and remote learning. And now they're saying, oh, do it again because we need your facility, your school that your tax dollars paid for. We need that for illegal migrants. Um, if we, we had a hearing today in, in the Judiciary Subcommittee on Immigration uh, where we had a mom who's actually a legal immigrant who's on the school board, uh, the, 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 the school, uh, community school uh, foundation there, and she, she talked about what's happening there, how kids – one, one mother was at a meeting, she said, and, uh, at a school board meeting, and she related how her son had only been – to school on time a couple a couple days this year, this entire school year, because the bus is always running late because there's so many kids now crowded on the bus because of the illegal migration I- issue. So, yeah, this is huge. And I think eight, what is it, eight out of 10 Americans in, in recent polling uh, say that this what's going on, on the border is a crisis and needs to be dealt with. And the, and the answer is we just need to do a suspension. No new migrants uh, should should be processed or released into the country should be where we where we focus. Well, and, and from a political standpoint, I would love to see Republicans going to Chicago's South Side, going to New York City, yeah. this Brooklyn neighborhood, and saying, hey, look, we understand what you're going through right now, and we're going to fight for you, not the not the illegals. And, and I think there's some opportunities to maybe recruit some new voters to the Republican Party here. No, that that's a great point. We have done, uh, the Judiciary Committee, we've done field hearings in New York, and in Chicago, we did it on the issue of crime and where you have these DAs like Alvin Bragg in New York who are going after President Trump instead of dealing with the criminals on the street and this soft on crime mentality some of these DAs have. But you're right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, but you're right. We could we could do the same thing and, and now say not only is it crime, but it's also this this illegal migrant problem. 
On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, our friend Congressman Jim Jordan. Uh, Congressman, uh, there's uh, some reporting in Washington about uh, you and, and Speaker Johnson going at it over this deal. Any any truth to that? I know there are a lot of frustrated conservatives right now with the Speaker. Well, no, I mean, Mike's a, Mike's a, a good man and uh, a, a good friend. Uh, I just think we should we should run the run the play that we put in in motion um, back in the in the spring, which says if it, when we when we get into this spending fight, we should we should do a funding bill that gets us past uh, the deadline, the law that was passed back last year. If we, if we get past a certain deadline, which is April first, there's an automatic one percent cut that kicks in. So I think we should pass that. After all, it's actually been passed before. It, it was contained in another bill. I think that should be our focus versus this this number that's agreed to and 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 uh, that Mr. Schumer wants and and Mr. McConnell wants. So we're we're working through that. We had a good meeting today, and and hopefully we'll come out of this with a plan that makes sense where we can save some money for the American people and maybe well not maybe definitely more important uh, focus on the issue that's front and center on Americans' mind and that's the border situation. And, and, and dealing with what uh, what's going on down there. Okay. Well, sounds good, and we're going to leave it there. Congressman, always appreciate you coming on the show. You bet. Thanks. Take care. All right. Thanks now. Jim Jordan, ladies and gentlemen, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. You know, the new year is here, and I do have some exciting news for you. Uh, Net, um, Our friends over at Newsmax have created a brand-new platform, a brand-new streaming service. It's called Newsmax Plus. Now, I subscribe to Newsmax Plus and I love it. You're going to get all the great shows. Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, Greta Van Susteren, Greg Kelly, and lots of movies, documentaries, you name it. Newsmax Plus has it. More than 180,000 people have already signed up. Now, you can watch Newsmax Plus on your home TV, on your phone app. Newsmax Plus is the only streaming service that gives you all of Donald Trump's rallies. All you have to do is go to NewsmaxPlus.com to get your free start. That's right. It is a free start, a trial. NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Thank you very much, Joe. I just had a very good session. Your lawyer said that there was absolutely nothing done wrong with these world great loans. The bank got the loans. They got paid. The banks were... In perfect condition, the bankers were extremely happy with these loans. They made a lot of money with the loans. There were no defaults. There were no problems. This is just an attorney general that hates Donald Trump and wanted to run for governor and wanted to run for attorney general. That is a shame. I think she's, she should be criminally liable for this. She did this to Exxon, and they drove Exxon out of New York. Uh, Exxon paid billions of dollars of taxes. They're now living in Texas. Uh, Exxon is uh, very happy in Texas. Other companies, because of what's happening here, are going to be moving out of New York also. This is an out-of-control attorney general. She's totally out of control. These loans were all good. The banks were extremely happy with me. They still are. We built a great company. We have a company that's very liquid, very strong, great assets. And she sued me because she wanted the publicity to run for office. And they find nothing wrong. And I think if anybody was being fair about it, and I'm not sure you can even hear me because they don't allow microphones over here, which is really ridiculous. But uh, if anybody's fair about it, you see, this is a case that should have never been brought. And I think we should be entitled to damages. Thank you. I'll be back. All right. Uh, that was President Trump just a few moments ago. And, and he's absolutely right here. And this New York trial was meant to 
to destroy this man financially, to humiliate this man, to destroy all of the good that he did in New York City. And it's appalling. He actually asked the judge, uh, Judge Arthur, um, I call him Ergernut, but he asked the judge um, for a delay so that he could be with his wife. Her mother had just passed. And the judge said no. The judge refused. We, we have seen the copies of the back and forth between the judge and the attorneys. And it's just reprehensible what this man, this good and decent man, is having to go through. And that's sickening. It is absolutely sickening. And now in Atlanta, you have a situation where Big Funny uh, Willis, the DA down there, was apparently shacking up with a married man, caused the divorce. She's a homewrecker. And she hired that guy to go after Trump with funds that were that were very suspicious coming out of Washington, D.C. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff to that needs to be investigated here. But what you need to know is that your president is not a crook. Your president's done nothing wrong. The president is being bullied and abused by a weaponized judicial system. That's what's going on here. And trust me, if they can do it to Trump, they can and they will do it to others, which is why we have to prevail here. Just absolutely appalling what this good and decent man has had to go through. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. So there's an interesting story out of Johns Hopkins University. Now, if you are a white straight, college-bound young man, and you have working legs, you might want to pay very close attention here. So they're getting ready for MLK Day, the big MLK Day celebration coming up next week. And the university is planning a huge event. And one of the things that they did was provide a, a worksheet, a pamphlet that was sent out across the university defining the word privilege. It was called the Diversity Word of the Month. They said privilege is a set of unearned benefits given to people who are in a specific social group. They went on to say privilege operates on personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels, and it provides advantages and favors to members of dominant groups at the expense of members of other groups. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, the oppressed versus the oppressors. Johns Hopkins University released a list of specific privileged groups in the United States. I've got a few of them here. And I'm rather intrigued because I'm curious if you people in the list that I'm about to share with you feel like you're privileged. Are you a white person? Are you an able-bodied person? I guess today I'm not an able-bodied person, right? I've got I've got the the um the the voice thing going on, the bronchitis, the sinus infection. Does that make me an unable-bodied person? Are you heterosexual? Are you a cisgender person? Which is sort of redundant because I believe cisgender actually means straight, right? Are you a man? Are you a Christian? Are you middle class or do you own something? 
They call it owning class people. I'm not sure what that means. That sounds like something from the 1860s. Are you a middle-aged person? Do you speak English? If you answer yes to any of those questions, you are a privileged person. And the university says there's a problem with people like you. Now, I know that there's probably some lily-white Southern Baptist guy living in a trailer park, hopping around on one leg, working three jobs, just trying to make ends meet. And he's saying, there's no way I can be, there's no way I'm privileged. But Johns Hopkins says, oh, contraire. They say, it doesn't matter your circumstance in life. If you are a white person, then you are privileged. In other words, God made you privileged when you were born white. That's what the university is saying. The university goes on to say, in fact, privileges are unearned and are granted to people in the dominant groups, whether they want those privileges or not. So, so I mean, going back to the, the lily white Southern Baptist guy hopping around on one leg, working three jobs, living in the trailer park. So what they're saying is it doesn't matter. You've still got privilege. Even if you're dead, poor, broke, it doesn't matter. You've still got privilege. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is an example of critical race theory. The oppressed versus the oppressors. Now, let's extrapolate for just a moment. And by the way, this is why so many white young people, are young men especially, are not going to college anymore. You know why? Because they don't want to be told that they're Satan. And that's what they're doing here. They're demonizing young white men. There's a new report out about young about volunteers signing up for the military. And for the first time in American history, the numbers of white young men signing up to become a member of the military are at all-time historic lows. And why would they not be? Why would why would those young men volunteer to sign up for an organization where they would be bullied and abused and harassed and shamed simply because of their skin color and their sex. Why would they do that? So my question, I'm, I'm curious to hear from uh, you folks out there. Maybe you've got a, a, a young son who decided not to go to college or decided not to join the military because they didn't want to be a part of all of this. And we would love to hear from you. 901-260-5926. That's 901 901- Two six zero five nine two six. Now, look. Before we go to break, I've I've got to direct you over to um, to Amazon, and I want you to go and help us out here. Pre-order a copy of my brand new book. It'll be out in March. We're really pushing pre-orders right now, and we could use your help. The name of the book is Twilight's Last Gleaming: Can America Be Saved? You're going to love it. You can actually read an excerpt over on Amazon. And I'm telling you, folks, it's one of the funniest books I've written. And it's also pretty darn inspirational as well. Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? Head over to Amazon and get yourself a pre-ordered copy. We'll be right back, folks.
Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Todd Stearns here. Under the influence of legally prescribed narcotics today. But it's not helping out that much. So what I try to do normally, I, um, I'm i a chatty Kathy in between commercial breaks. So I've uh, tried to remain silent and uh, try not to yell at anybody today. And the staff seems to be very uh, happy about that. Very, they're, they're enjoying the day. Um, I'm excited about our next guest. He's been a longtime caller to the Todd Stearns radio program, and now he's decided to run for Congress, the 10th Congressional District of North Carolina. You normally know him as Charles from Statesville, but now you know him as Charles Eller, who wants to be your next congressman. CharlesEllerForCongress.com is the website. Charles, good to have you with us today. Well, Todd, thanks for having me on your show, and uh, I'm glad you're recuperating from uh, whatever it is you had. Well, you're kind to say that, Charles. Um, let's just jump into this. Why do you? Why in the world do you want to run for Congress? Todd, I'm running for Congress because our nation's in danger of collapsing unless patriotic Americans like me take a stand. If not me, then who? If not now, then when? Today, too many of our political leaders from both parties are lacking the courage to stand up and do the right thing. They don't represent the citizens that voted for them, and instead they represent the political establishment, the political donors that give them money, and are working against the interests of the American people. So my political allegiance isn't to the lobbyists or the donor class. My allegiance is to the Constitution that I'm going to swear to uphold when I'm elected, the people of the 10th District of North Carolina, the God that created me and died for me, and the political convictions that I that have motivate, motivated me for this office. So I have the courage to state publicly what most people think privately, but they're just too afraid to speak up because of the fear of ridicule or retribution or retaliation. So I'm one of them, and I'll stand up and fight for them, and I will stand up and fight to protect uh, America uh, for our posterity, our shared values, our Constitution, And I want to go there to fight to continue the hard work of Donald J. Trump because I am a MAGA Republican. So, so Charles, um, there, there's, there's, there are going to be a lot of people in this race. What is it that's going to set you apart? Because you know, one of the big challenges, and we tell people you got to vet your candidates. What is it about you that sets you apart from the other folks that are going to be in the race? Well, several things. For one, I'm not a politician. (laughs) There's a good reason to vote for me because. Too often, Todd, politicians or people that come from that political class, they they get elected, they go to Washington, and they forget about the people who who put them in office, and their voting record is inconsistent with their rhetoric. I mean, just take a look at the guy that I'm running to replace, Patrick McHenry, okay? But I'm sure all of my political opponents in this race, they're all fine people. I'm sure they're good, down-to-earth, rock-solid citizens, but... But I just don't think that they have the courage to stand up and fight for them, uh, for the people of the 10th District, like I will. I mean, talk is cheap, but sometimes, uh, and you know, you gotta you got to put up. And people that know me, uh, I'm a lifelong resident of Iredell County. I was born and raised here, went to school here. Uh, I, my political convictions have been consistent over 40 years. I'm not afraid to take a stand uh, publicly at, you know, even if the uh, political position is unpopular. And while I think my opponents may say a lot and, and, and do one thing, 
I'm the I'm the guy that's going to stand up for the people of the 10th district. Uh, I'm a big Donald Trump supporter. I stood up for him in 2016 and 2020. And hey, I also had the courage and convictions to go stand up there on January 6th uh, because against a rigged and stolen election. And I don't mind stating that publicly. And I just wonder how many of my opponents are willing to say that that election was rigged and stolen. And if they took a day off work and actually went up there and showed up. Well, well I'm the guy. I'm, I'm, I'm the fighter. That's who I am, Todd. So uh, Charles Eller on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, uh, running for Congress in North Carolina's 10th Congressional District. Charles, illegal immigration is becoming a massive issue. Um, what sort of an impact is is that having in your congressional district? Uh, Todd, it's horrible. Uh, and, and our country is being invaded uh, and occupied by e- illegal aliens right now. And the effects are just staggering. They're, it's driving down uh, wages for people here in the 10th District. You're seeing increases in crime, government dependency. Todd, if this doesn't stop, you know, we, we have 8 to 10 million illegals in just since Joe Biden's been sworn in. Our health care system is going to collapse. You know, you had to go to the doctor, I'm sure, for whatever you had. And imagine, you know, doctors, the limited number of uh, physicians that we have now, having to treat all those people that are, you know, get, it's getting paid for by the government. It's going to delay health care uh, uh, for, you know, hardworking, taxpaying Americans. And we're seeing it with the crime. We're seeing it with the drug overdoses. It's just a mess. And I'm with Donald Trump. We've got to seal that border, and we've got to deport every one of these people who are here illegally. Well, I, I'm with you on that, Charles. And, and that has to be a, a top priority as we're as we're going into the, this uh, new this new election cycle again, Charles Eller on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Charles Eller for Congress dot com is the website. That's Charles Eller for Congress dot com. You know, Charles. Another big issue is fiscal responsibility, and we have just not seen that out of the Republicans. What will you do? What are you going to promise voters? Well, one of the things that I'm going to do, uh, Todd, uh, when I get to Congress is I am going to vote to cut spending back to the 2019 level and no more continuing re- uh, resolutions. Right now, Todd, we are running these massive deficits. Just in the last 90 days, we have added almost, we've added over $1 trillion worth of debt. It took us 193 years, from 1790 to 1983, to accumulate $1 trillion in debt. We've accumulated another trillion in 90 days, and at the current pace we're on, we're going to accumulate another trillion by March. So we're going to be $35 trillion in debt. So I'm for uh, keeping spending at 2019 levels, massive cuts in government spending, uh, and everything is going to have to be on the table with the exception of Social Security and and Medicare. Uh, But if we don't do this, inflation is going to collapse our country. Uh, high interest rates are, are, are killing people as far as trying to buy new homes. The average mortgage payments, uh, 90% higher than it was when uh, Donald Trump left office. You've got senior citizens that are being crushed by this runaway, this inflation that's just eroding their purchasing power, and people are just struggling to make ends meet. They're having to go into credit card debt, raid their IRAs, and it's just making Americans poor. And my campaign theme, Todd, is liberty 
prosperity, and security. Well, I like that. I'm, I support all of those things. All right, Charles. Again, uh, tell people uh, what are they going to find when they go to your your website, CharlesEllerForCongress dot com. Yeah, sure, Todd. Yes, CharlesEllerForCongress dot com. I'm also on uh, Facebook. It's just Charles Eller for Congress. But they can read uh, about my bio. They can also read more about my positions on the issues, and they can make a donation because this is a grassroots campaign, Todd. I'm not taking money from the lobbyists or the special interests. This is going to be a grassroots campaign, and it's going to take the collective effort of everybody in the 10th district here uh, to help me win and help me get elected. Uh, But whatever they can contribute to help me out, I promise you it will be well worth it because I'm going to go there and represent their interests financially. Yeah. I I love it. All right, Charles. uh, Well, good luck to you, and I know we'll get you back on between now and the election. Thank you for having me, Todd, and uh, glad you're feeling better. All right. Thanks, Charles. All right. Charles Eller running for Congress. Good guy. Wow. Do it, does the voice sound that bad? You know, Jim Jordan actually like, whoa, he was – Jim Jordan almost sounded like he was repulsed uh, by the sound of my voice. Whoa, what is that? So, so I went into the doctor. I have to tell you guys the story. This is sort of a funny story. So I went in, and I was in a foul mood. Because, first of all, I wasn't feeling well. And um, the doctors, you know, the nurses, they were like, um, well, there's no way you can you can get the flu um, by having the flu shot. And I said, well, all I can tell you is last Monday I got the flu shot. The next day I started feeling bad. So they're, they're saying, okay, well, we're going to run all these tests. So they come back into the room and everyone is decked out in this these hazmat outfits like top to bottom they have the masks and the visors the gloves and so they start doing all these tests and so they told me they said you know if you do have the flu or if you have covid you have to leave immediately i'm like i'm at the doctor's office isn't that where you're supposed to go if you have the flu they said no we're not allowed to see you you have to go home and we'll do a zoom call with you I'm like, what? So anyway, they do all the test, and um, they come back a few minutes later, and nobody's wearing anything. I mean, they're wearing clothes, but you know, they're not wearing their garb. And uh, they said, okay, you don't have the flu. You don't have COVID, but you've got bronchitis and a severe sinus infection. And then they gave me another shot. I'm never going to learn my lesson. All right, so anyway, what's the lesson here? Out of all of this, I am still one of the few people in America who has never had the China virus, ever. All right, got to take a break. This is the Todd Stern Show. And welcome back to the Todd Stern Show. Is Ben Dieter causing problems in the control room? Call security. We got to take care of this. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Mark in the Villages, America's friendliest hometown. Mark, what's going on? Hello, Mark. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me, Todd? Coming in loud and clear, Mark. Hello, stranger. Don't worry about the voice. It makes you more distinguished. Why, thank you, Mark. I appreciate I, I, that. I want 
I wanted to say Happy New Year and Merry Christmas a little bit late, and I um, hope you feel better soon. You're kind. You just, Thank need, you. A, you just need a couple shots of Southern Comfort. Mm. I'm I'm open for anything right now. I'm ready to switch denominations. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Um, this thing with Mike Johnson, everybody just needs to calm down. He's got he's got a plan in place. You know, he's friends with Trump. As soon as Trump gets in there, this is all going to change. You know, he you know he's got to buy his time in there with these Democrats. You know, because they control everything. So he's just buying his time. So everybody just needs to calm down. I think it's going to straighten out. So you're not concerned. No, no, I think I think he's got a plan in place, and they're saying he's seeing if Trump gets in there, and if Trump gets in there, this is all going to change, and some heads are going to turn. Okay. But the thing is, everybody just needs to be calm. All right, so we are going to we're going to mark you down as a keep calm guy. In the meantime, Correct. I am curious to get your take on your governor. Did Did you watch any of that debate last night? No, I heard some through what you were saying. I didn't watch it because I had a bunch of stuff I had to do. I mean, I respect Ron DeSantis. I, as a governor, I think he's a great governor. But I just think he made a bad decision running against Trump. I mean, I'd like to see him be his running mate, but Ramasamy may be his running mate. mate who knows? But, um, you know, he just, he just, I don't know. I think he just stepped into it too quick, and he should have waited. He's been a good governor for us. I respect the guy. I really do. He, yeah, even Nikki Haley said he's done a good job as governor. So, um, Ramaswamy is an interesting bird. Trump says he 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 said last night uh, at the Fox Town Hall that he knows who his VP is going to be, and that's got everybody's everybody's wondering now who is that person. You, you think you think it's going to be DeSantis or Haley? I don't know. I I mean, I'd love to see it be DeSantis. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Haley. But I think it would be DeSantis. I mean, I would hope it would be DeSantis. But don't throw Ramsamy out of the mix yet, because Trump is always up for surprises. He just loves surprises. So I, I, I would hope it would be DeSantis. It, I really, I really would wish it would be. So I'm putting my money on Dr. Ben Carson or Christy Nome. Well, Ben Carson, hey, I like him too. He, he'd be another great candidate for him. You're absolutely right. We definitely need some good people in there. Because yeah. God knows we got a lot of things going on right now that needs fixing. This is true. This is true. All right. Well, Mark, good hearing from you. I hope did you have a good a good break? You it's been a while. I did. I was. Uh, I've been very quiet. I kind of, you know, it's been a quiet, quiet um, Christmas for me. And the girlfriend's out of out of the country, enjoying her her stay with her family. And I just kind of was doing chores around the house. Well, good to have you back with us. Don't be a stranger. I won't. I won't. All right. When are you going to do a book signing here in Florida? Oh, we're, I mean, here in the um, villages. We're going to be coming to the... Y'all have got a great Barnes & Noble there at the villages, and uh, we're going to be doing a big event. All right. I'll definitely... Let's do lunch. I That would be great. Do you have one of the golf carts? Do you drive around one of those things? <laughs> no, but I got people to have them, so oh, I can yeah. sure, for sure get one. I got to oh, yeah, drive around one of those things. I got connections. I don't know if I want to put you in one driving around the roundabout here, though. I just don't want to take that chance. <laughs> that would not be good. That I am <laughs> yeah, fully insured, I, though. <laughs> I know one person was on a golf cart one time, and his girlfriend was in the back cart driving behind him. And I don't know if he was drinking or what, but one his cart went one way and his body came out the other way. Wow. And when they when he made a turn. Oh, yeah, it happens occasionally. All right. Well, Mark, you will be, be safe down there. All right, that's Mark from the Villages. By the way, if you haven't been to the Villages, it's kind of like 
it's a senior retirement complex, right? But um, well, you got to Google this. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of fornication going on down at the villages. I'm just going to tell you, it's um, it's shocking, and everybody drives around on these golf carts. I've never seen anything like it. Nobody drives a car, so they they decorate. These are souped up golf carts, and they will run you down, and they don't care. But the, anyway, there's a lot of drinking and a carousing going on down at the villages. So you got to go check it out sometime. It's fascinating. All right, 901-260-5926. One of my favorite lines from yesterday, cut number six. Could you please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement, okay? What crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? Let me- I love that. There was a follow-up question. Someone else asked, are you smoking crack now, sir? Which is a fair question because the guy looked a little disheveled. He looked a little sweaty. It looked like he was uh, his his pulse was um, running a little bit. It was all very odd. So anyway, um, good job. That re- I don't know who that reporter is, but they deserve a raise. They certainly do. Can we play it one more time? Could you please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement, okay? What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? Let me- Speaking of smoking crack, uh, this is Congresswoman Jayapal from Washington State, cut 14. We're going to talk about outrageous things that have happened or things that have never happened. Let's talk about the fact that President Trump incited an erection. Uh, and <laughs> maybe that, too. <laughs> Yeah, you could talk about that, too, I guess. You know, it's interesting. Only Donald John Trump could get a rise like that out of Democrats. I'm just saying. All right, we got to take a break. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. A little subdued this hour of the show. Uh, recovering from a little bit of bronchitis, so... Uh, certainly appreciate uh, your patience today as we work through the show. Our telephone number, by the way, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Now, I think we have all seen the incredible crime wave that has been sweeping across the country. It's absolutely insane, but it's especially bad in Oakland, California, where at least six businesses on one street were robbed or vandalized. Uh, They did the smash and grabs. It's been absolutely horrible. And nobody's doing anything about it. Well, now the the business owners in Oakland, California, are literally taking up arms. 
as a matter of fact, they're engaging in, um, they're actually engaged a couple of the bad guys, a couple of the robbers at a jewelry store. I want to play some audio here from one Oakland, California business owner. Cut eight. There is no law and order in this town. The criminals running the show. Oakland business owner Sam Jabril says he's had enough. His Montclair gas station was hit by armed thieves overnight, despite the steel doors and locks he installed to try to stop them. The bad guys brought power tools to cut through. They cut the locks. They have the tool to cut the locks. They went inside. They caused so much damage. After calling 911 and getting a busy signal, Jabril drove to his store himself and used his truck to try to stop the crooks. He stopped them from getting away with even more merchandise. I took my truck. I pushed their cars. It was parking that on the front of the store. And they came out. These are organized criminals. This is organized crime. Daniel Swafford is the executive director of the Montclair and Laurel District Business Associations. He says it's the sixth area business hit in the past week. In many cases, surveillance cameras capturing them in action. Having this brazen sense of they can do whatever they want, anytime they want, and uh, businesses are reeling from it. We just need to live safe. We need to live without fear, you know, to do business. Wahid Al-Saidi's auto shop was targeted a few months ago. He says crime in Oakland is completely out of control. It's arising unbelievable. Why it's arising, we don't know. We need to see some solution. We just, you know, want to see some peace. Jabril's High Street gas station was broken into just last October. The bad guys used a car to break in that time, making off with more than $130,000 in cash and merchandise. He says if the city won't act, he'll have to if the crooks strike again. Shoot them. I'm well armed, legally armed, and I promise you, somebody step foot, try to do something, I will kill him, because the city won't do anything about it. I will do something about it. There is nothing, there's no other choice for me to do. I tell you, I like that guy. I like the way he thinks. And look, if the police are not going to show up, what else, what other course of action do you have? There was another incident in, in a, involving a jewelry store, and a staffer saw the masked men coming into the store. There were two of them and another in a getaway car. And when the masked robbers came in, they started pulling out their weapons. That's when the the store worker in the jewelry shop opened fire and it completely caught the robbers off guard. Uh, One of the robbers got shot in the shoulder and another one scampered out of the store and he was so terrified he left his shoes behind. The guy literally ran out of his shoes And then the guy who got injured in the shoulder, surveillance video shows that guy running to jump into the getaway car, and the getaway car runs over the guy. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. What are you going to do? All that to say that crime is just off the charts, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, a group of 170 business owners, we're talking FedEx, AutoZone, some of the big corporate giants in Memphis wrote a letter to the governor saying that it is becoming untenable to do business in Memphis, Tennessee. And if you read between the lines, the folks over at FedEx and some of these other businesses are are threatening to pack up and move to another city. So you folks in the Midwest, you better you might want to go ahead and call FedEx because there could be an opportunity for you there. It's really that bad here. But again, 
our city council is a radical leftist city council, and they care more about the criminals than they do about the law-abiding citizens. All right, uh, let's go to the phones here. 901-260-5926. Patty in North Carolina. Hi, Patty. What's on your mind? Uh, Todd, how are you feeling? I feel bad for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I, I'm, I'm trying my best here. Do you know you're the only guy that goes for a flu shot and gets sick? Go figure. I, I don't get it, Patty. <laughs> Just keep rubbing it in. Keep rubbing it in. <laughs> rubbing it in I, I you know i love I, you know i love you like my luggage okay hey listen uh let me tell you something the fanny willis thing this has really got me her and that what the hell is going on they have 91 charges against trump and these two are they're gonna be indicted no doubt about it i mean patty when you when you read the allegations and it's all there i mean they've got the evidence They've got more evidence on her and the boyfriend than they do. They do Trump, right? Exactly. What is going on? I mean, I mean, mean, you know what? And not for anything, but this guy was in the White House with Joe Biden two weeks prior, before the case even went into into anything. You know, this guy was in the White House. Patty, it does make you wonder. Um, if if the American people are going to wake up, are they starting now to realize that these cases against Donald Trump are bogus? It's all trumped up charges, and this man has done nothing wrong. But don't you think in Georgia that should be thrown out? Do you Absolutely, think ninety-one charges should be tossed. The whole case ought to be tossed. It has to. Thank. You. I hope so, Todd. I hope they do it. Patty, I'm with you. All right, good hearing from you, and thanks for those kind words. We appreciate you, Patty. Again, 901-260-5926, our number. That's 901-260-5926. Coming up, we're going to be speaking to South Carolina Congressman Ralph Norman. We'll be right back. Well, I, I know a lot of you were watching the the that debacle on Capitol Hill with Hunter Biden. And by the way, this was all planned. Hunter Biden shows up with a film crew and disrupts a congressional hearing. Um, my question, and I only have one question, and I hope that our next guest is going to be able to answer it. He represents South Carolina's 5th Congressional District, talking about our good friend, Congressman Ralph Norman. Congressman, hope you're doing well today. Doing great, Todd. Glad to be with you. So, Congressman, here's my question. I'd like to know, why wasn't Hunter Biden immediately arrested and taken into custody? Because he is currently um, in contempt of a, of, a, of, a, um, of a subpoena. Same reason Hillary Clinton, nothing ever developed. Same reason, um, you know, the Congressman pulled the burglar alarm. That was a federal charge in Cannon Building. Same reason so many of them never got off, yet Steve Bannon um, and so many Republicans, uh, Mike Flynn, others, you know, were immediately take, arrested. And, uh, but, you know, that was a stunt. Uh, the fact that he's, he did this shows his contempt for Congress. And, you know, he's gotten by all of his life with, you know, flaw, flaunting, the, uh, breaking the law. And this is just a diversion tactic. I think he thinks it worked, and I don't think it will. And I think he'll be, um, you know, found in contempt. 
So who ultimately, though, I mean, because he can be arrested right now, is that correct? That's my understanding. Okay. So who ultimately signs off on that? Is that something that goes up to the speaker's desk, or is there someone else involved? No, I think the Merrick Garland would have to put that in motion. The Department of Justice would have to put that in motion. I don't know whether it goes as high as Garland or not. But bottom line, he just can't flaunt it and, you know, walk free and then have the gall to walk into a hearing where he sits for 10 minutes and then leaves. So the judiciary, the uh, the DOJ should be on top of that, but they're not going to touch him like they hadn't touched many others that, that did crimes uh, not half as bad as this. On the, uh, the issue of the speaker, uh, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt um, Congressman Chip Roy wanting to vacate or at least talking about vacating the chair. Uh, where do you stand right now on your professional relationship with the Speaker of the House? Look, Mike is doing a, a fine job. I mean, the the great thing about him, Todd, he's honest. I just got through with a meeting with him 45 minutes ago. He's listening to all sides. Now, did we agree with the deal that uh, he proposed to us with Schumer, McConnell, and Jeffries? No. Uh, the crisis in this country is is overspending and the border, pure and simple. And I'm tired of saying we're going to solve it next month or next year, and it's, it's now's the time. Now, shutdown, you keep hearing the press for the shutdown. We can avoid that and put the Senate in a position where they're the ones uh, that say that, you know, they're not going to accept anything but their deal, which is a Pelosi spending deal, is a trillion six eight, and uh, with a lot of, of add-ons that we just can't go along with as bankrupting the country. So um, I think we'll come up with a solution. We've got until next Friday, and uh, I think it'll be another continuing resolution, which I don't like, but I don't like all the give- giveaways and the bankrupting of the country that's going on with the spending that uh, people are just having a hard time even having a 1% cut, which is insane. Yeah, and, and I'm just concerned about where the border situation is going. I mean, so many of so many of you guys have been coming on the program. You're saying it's not a matter of if but when, that there are sleeper cells already in the country. And I, I just do not see a uh, that sense of concern or that level of concern coming from from anybody else on on Capitol Hill well it's it's concern when you see in the paper that uh, you've got four thousand American students who were displaced because of two thousand illegal immigrants it's concerning to those who can't visit an emergency room and due to, to illegals it's concerning when I had a experienced commercial airline pilot text me he's giving up flying uh, considering giving up flying because uh, he's scared for his life. The uh, What the, this administration is purposely doing is issuing photo identifications for the illegals, which allows them, get this, to buy firearms. And it's not if, it's when an, an attack is coming on American soil. This president needs to be impeached uh, just based on the fact that he took an oath to protect and uh, defend the United States of America, and he's given it away. And it's time time that we realize it. And you know, if a, if a government shuts down, so be it. Uh, this country's going to shut down with 15 illegals that are on the government payroll and and taking the terrorism to the streets of America. All right, Congressman Ralph Norman on the Patriot Noble Newsmaker line today. 
And uh, we welcome all of our Newsmax 2 viewers to this hour of the program. Uh, Congressman uh, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis having the big debate last night. Interesting polling data out. Show At least one poll shows uh, Ambassador Haley now ahead of Ron DeSantis. Uh, what's your take on that, being a South Carolina guy? You know, Nikki and I came into the South Carolina legislature the, at the same time. Uh, she is authentic. What you see on the debate stage, and bear in mind, um, Todd, when I endorsed her back in February of 23, she basically had no endorsement. She had no money. And because of her hard work, what she's doing on the debate stage, she has, to be honest with you, connected with the American people like we've never seen a candidate do. And so uh, she's going to do, I'm heading to Iowa this weekend. She will do very well there. Uh, she's going to do very, very well in New Hampshire and uh, then back to South Carolina and then ready for Super Tuesday. But uh, Nikki Haley is a uh, is somebody that can unite this country, the hope that she gives. She's not a politician that just spouts out all the problems. She will tell you what she's going to do about it, and it's connecting to the voters. All right. Chris Christie says she's going to get smoked. Well, what's we'll, we'll, that's Chris Christie's view. I don't think he has done too well. The one that got smoked is Chris Christie. I don't know how much money he put in it. But everybody's got an opinion, and I respect it. But um, she hasn't gotten smoked so far, and I can't wait to see her on the debate stage with Donald Trump. All right. Well, Congressman Ralph Norman, we appreciate you coming on the program. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Thank you. All right. There you go, Congressman Ralph Norman. Uh, let's work in some phone calls here if we uh, can. Let's go to Boston. Hunter, or Connor, rather, is listening to us on the Mighty 990. Hi, Coop. Connor, what's going on? It's scary. I thought that was an insult there for a second if you were calling me Hunter Biden, you know? Connor, it's a rough day. I'm, 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 I'm on legally prescribed narcotics, so you got to bear with me today. All right, that's a good excuse then. But, Dad, I'm going to tell you, my friend, um, you know, the fact that Hunter Biden was up on Capitol Hill yesterday, when this guy has so many viol- so many pending charges against him, and he's up there making a fool out of himself and making a fool out of our government, quite frankly. Um, he has a contempt charge on him now. This guy has firearms charges on him, which, if, again, if this were Donald Trump Jr. or Donald Trump, they would have had the whole SWAT team in there to tackle him. So with all of these things, I mean, this guy doesn't even pay his child support. But, so even if you go into his character, it shows you really what type of a, a swell guy this, this guy is. But, you know, my question being is, why wouldn't the president, um, our great president, Donald J. Trump, why when he has a mugshot, why doesn't Hunter Biden? Why is there a double standard for the Biden family versus the Trump family? Why is the deep state protecting Hunter Biden? Because if I were running this country... He'd be in jail along with his father, and I'd throw away the key. Yeah, Connor, I I think the answer is pretty simple. Um, Hunter's got a lot on everybody, and you know this is a very bad family, and they've got a lot of dirt on a lot of people, and I think ultimately that's what it comes down to. And you know, again, a lot of people in that family recognize that he was the meal ticket uh, with all of the money coming in from China and Ukraine, uh, the the Burisma deal. It's a, it's a mess over there. It's so true. And you know what? It's almost like with the Democrats sometimes. It's like they want to outdo themselves with the worst possible person to run. We had Barack Obama. We had Hillary Clinton. Now we got the Bidens. 
you know, it just almost makes you scratch your head about how much lower or how much more demonic can they get with the kids that they're running. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable in their family. So always a pleasure, my friend. I hope you feel better, and um, I'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Connor from Boston, one of our favorite millennials out there. Uh, always great to hear from him. Again, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Want to direct your attention over to our website, toddsterns.com. Lots of great content for you to check out there. And uh, you can also download our free newsletter as well as our free podcast. And, of course, you got to read some of the great stories. That newsletter comes out every afternoon with exclusive stories you will not find anywhere else. All right, we've got to take a break. Coming up a little bit later on, we're going to be talking to a Republican in New York State, very upset over what's happening at that school in Brooklyn. We're going to tell you all about that coming up next. Welcome back to the Todd Stern Show, and welcome all of our Newsmax 2 viewers as well to this hour of the program. Hope you guys are doing great wherever you might be. Well, a few days ago, I was able to sit down with our good friend, Dr. Dave Bratt from Liberty University, talking about the crisis at the border and also what Americans need to do to win in 2024. Good friend, great American patriot, and he is doing some incredible work at Liberty University. His name is Dave Brandt, former congressman. He is now the vice provost for engagement and PR. Uh, Dave Brandt, happy new year to you, sir. Happy new year, brother Todd. It's great to see your face on the radio. This is great. Well, thank. Well, likewise. Um, you know, Dave, we've been following a lot of uh, a lot of developments, not only at the border. We're going to get to that, and also the uh, yep. presidential election. But you know, yep. there's been a lot of chaos in the world of academia, especially in yeah. the Ivy League schools. And I, I think it's a great reminder of of how careful parents and students need to be when they're selecting yes. that university, which is one of the reasons that Liberty University has seen such incredible growth. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, thanks, Todd. I, I, uh, I, I'm going around the country giving talks, and I, I start off the talks on education uh, with a couple of great books. One is by Marsden, The Soul of the American University, From Protestant Establishment to Established Nonbelief. And, you know, it's Harvard's motto in 1640 was truth for Christ and church. Uh, that is not the motto anymore. And then I go into the great uh, Alan Bloom's uh, severe critique of higher education and the life of the mind in uh, his book, The Closing of the American Mind. I, I, I highly recommend uh, those two books to everybody, especially Bloom, uh, if you want to understand where we sit right now. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it is just truly astounding that, you know, uh, Dershowitz is kind of just laid into the uh, the president of Harvard about as rigorously as you can imagine, and and shown that the you know one of the greatest schools uh, in the history of uh, the university, uh, the president should be the pinnacle of that school, and she wasn't even aware of the basic ideas in the Constitution, the First Amendment, where the freedom of speech starts, where it ends. And uh, so I refer everybody to Dershowitz also, you know, first-rate Harvard uh, constitutional lawyer. 
and uh, you're right on the kids and it, it's 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 crucially important as you craft the soul uh, of your young people to send them to the right schools uh, the soul is more important than anything and then even financially we we've just glossed over education everybody knows we're paying you know twenty thousand dollars a year in k-12 and the reading and writing and arithmetic scores are all going down the rest of the world is surpassing us I did my PhD in economic growth. Uh, human capital is responsible for a third of economic growth. And uh, our human capital stock right now is a disaster. So, yeah, I, I wish I had better news to report on the education front. The good news is it's up to you. What you put between the ears is up to you. So get moving, people. It's it's a great point. And, and you know, going back to even William F. Buckley Jr., who wrote the yeah. uh, the great book, God and Man at Yale, yes. uh, this yes. has been a battle that's been going on for generations. Uh, and now here we are, and I think it's ultimately coming to a head. Yeah. No, it is coming to a head. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I went to seminary before doing my economics, and uh, I studied a school of thought called logical positivism. It's a little bit in, in the weeds. Uh, but it kind of showed uh, that science came to an end, right? That science was trying to sell itself as the guardian of, of knowledge and how we know, et cetera. And uh, the, the greatest philosophers in the world could not sustain the science narrative. And they, they asked a simple question, have you ever seen a science? And the answer, unfortunately, is uh, no, I've never seen one of those. So they were, they were trying to get rid of God. You know, have you ever seen God? Do you have any sense perception of God? And the answer is no. And so this was back in the, you know, the 1920s with, with Wittgenstein and uh, Karl Popper and a bunch of famous Bertrand Russell. Uh, and that was the end of knowledge in the university for real. And nothing has replaced that except for Marxism, who, who came on the scene and took advantage. And, uh, you know, of course, the Christians gave away the universities. Right. We, we founded them all as seminaries. Right. Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Yale, Michigan, all of them were founded for to produce uh, ministers. And as seminaries, we gave them to the secular world trying to be nice because we didn't want to force our faith on everyone. Uh, but now the left is forcing their Marxist faith on us. And so uh, it's sure time for, uh, for, a, for a hardcore turnaround. I, I want to focus on and switch gears and talk about the border crisis. But again, you're an economics yeah. guy. And uh, yeah. I, I asked this question of, of the liberals. Um, how many how many illegals are we supposed to walk into the country? You know, 10,000, 10 million, 100 million. Yeah. And nobody wants yeah. to give an answer to that question. And from a, from an yeah. economic standpoint, how many people can this country accommodate coming in coming in here illegally? Well, we're we're already beyond that number, right? And, and the irony is, I don't know if there's any liberals left. I used to like arguing with the liberals at the lunch table, uh, but it's it is something uh, when you get the mayor of New York City in Chicago saying uh, this is destroying my city. So, I mean that. I don't know what evidence you need, right? And so it, 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 the immigration is bad enough. This is a border invasion uh, with people from all over the world that haven't, you know, the news came out yesterday. I heard on uh, the war room, I think, they, the Biden regime reduced the 40 questions of people. You know, have you ever been trained uh, with uh, munitions and arms? And have you ever been a member of the terrorist group? And they got rid of all those questions and whittled it down from 40 questions to five, like uh, what's your name and, you know, can you make up anything else? So this is intentional. That's that's the problem with this thing. Uh, just as uh, we have multiple wars uh, going on and, and potential other wars going, and uh, the, the Chinese CCP folks and Hamas and Hezbollah are certainly sending people across. And uh, when the next tragedy happens, everyone will know why. 
And uh, it's just going to be a question of why we never have guts and courage ahead of time. You know, uh, Dr. Brown, moving from the border, it's become a big issue on the uh, campaign trail. Uh, yesterday, some yeah. uh, video surfaced, 2015, Nikki Haley talking about how it's disrespectful to call illegals uh, illegals. Uh, the Trump yeah. campaign putting out a, a, a campaign ad today. Uh, what do you think the, the issue is going to be for, for this election cycle? Is there is there one issue or are we talking about multiple issues that are going to be driving people to the ballot box? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, unfortunately, the left is really good in, in the last couple months. And all the political views are my own. I don't speak on behalf of anyone else. Uh, they always go hardcore on the uh, the life issue. They'll use that the health care, the attack on Social Security run ads that are just totally false. So, you know, those come in hard. And the problem with the Republicans is they never have anything to offer. But when's the last time the Republicans had a, have had a win? If you got to scratch your head on that one, it's a problem, right? So we just gave away a $7 trillion Biden budget to, to the White House underneath McCarthy. Uh, he was replaced because of that. That was so awful. Uh, now you've got a border invasion and, you know, the the, 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 the new mantra is great, but there, it, it remains to be seen if they'll do anything with it, right? Don't fund the border invasion. It, it's just so common sense. If that's not a winning issue and you don't want to have a debate on that one with the opposition, you know, I, I don't know where you'll draw the line. But that, that seems to me just if it was me advising the national folks, I'd say this is it. Right. We were, even if you had 12 appropriation bills, the left still cleaning our clock on all those issues. So, you know, let's use our leverage and get it one win out of the bag, which should be shut down the border. And we will not fund the That's government it. until you get that uh, until you get that border closed off. All right. We, we got to wrap. And, and I was saving the best for last year, uh, Dave Brandt. Uh, there yeah. was there was huge excitement at Liberty University. The Flames going to a New Year's yes. Day bowl game, and it was tough, you know. And yeah. we wish for a, we were praying for a better outcome, but it yes. was still it, it had to have been a lot of fun to see to see the school reach that uh, that top echelon in football. Oh, it is. I mean, I mean, the team's great. Our student athletes are great. You know, I've been to other schools and seen the chip on the shoulder. And we got a bunch of great Christian athletes, and so it's great. I watched the uh, the Ducks versus Washington, you know, a month ago, and it was scary because it looked like two NFL teams. So yeah, we played about the uh, the toughest <laughs> you you could have had. They they did look like pros. So compliments to them. And uh, before I close, I just will point everybody's attention to a new group with Rosemary Jenks on the Hill, the best uh, immigration group. It's called the Immigration Accountability Project, iaproject.org. Uh, they're going to force this issue on the Congress. Uh, they're going to force accountability where you cannot do talking points. You got to get real on your social media with your community. Rosemary is 30 years in, the strongest voice on the Hill. Uh, everybody knows who she is. She's the best. So go there and uh, support that iaproject.org if you can, if you want to solve the problem. All right, good stuff. Uh, Dave Brett, we're going to leave it there. Great seeing you. Looking forward to hearing great things coming out of Liberty University this year. Hey, great show, Todd. I listen to you every day on the way home. You're awesome. Thanks, brother. All right. Uh, that was our conversation with Dave Bratt back when my voice was still working. Um, meanwhile, uh, some breaking news coming out of New York City. So there's been a lot of back and forth between Judge uh, Arthur uh, Ingeron, who's uh, heading up the, the civil trial against Trump. And uh, Trump had asked to speak. He wanted to deliver the closing argument. The judge initially said yes. 
then then decided not to do that and backtracked. And so Trump today decided he was going to defy the judge. And so Trump stood up in court and he basically called the judge a political hack. He used nicer language and uh, had his say until the judge said, I'm giving you five minutes and that's it. He literally timed President Trump, according to the people inside the courtroom. And when it was over, told the president to stop talking. And then he told Trump's attorney to control his client. So I'm telling you, folks, this is nothing more than a political witch hunt. They have weaponized the judicial system to take out this good and decent man. And it's unacceptable. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Todd Starnes. And a few days ago, we had a chance to sit down and chat with our good friend Timothy Head over at the Faith and Freedom Coalition, gearing up for Monday in Iowa. Timothy Head from the Faith and Freedom Coalition. And Timothy, great to have you with us. I know it's a pretty pretty busy time for you guys there as you're helping to get out the vote. Indeed. So at Faith and Freedom Coalition, uh, like the name suggests, we work uh, we work with uh, voters across the country, but uh, particularly voters of faith, to make sure that they know where candidates fall on issues and then make sure that they uh, actually go and vote and have their voices heard. Don't just kind of sit at home and wait for things to un- uh, unfold. And so, you know, here in about two weeks, uh, on uh, January the 15th, we'll actually have our first, uh, first actual t- 2024 votes. Uh, being cast, and uh, and we're we're actually uh, highly anticipating what's uh, what's to come this year. Timothy, I, I'm curious. I know you guys have been very active in Iowa. What is the mood of the electorate there? What are the big issues that that you're hearing about? Well, you know, uh, obviously the October 7th attack in Israel remains uh, uh, very much uh, in in uh, a lot of people's, uh, at least the back of their minds, many of them in the front of their, in the front of their minds. The border, as you've been talking about uh, throughout your program, uh, continues to be, uh, you know, a, a heavy issue. As Kim Reynolds, the governor of Iowa, likes to say that uh, the Biden administration has made every state a border state. And I think that that's, uh, that's true, certainly the case in Iowa as well. And, and you know, clearly uh, things related to, uh, schools, parental rights, things of that nature, school choice, uh, also um, uh, very much kind of in play. So I, I think they're, uh, uh, this, this is, uh, it's kind of been, been bottled up a little bit, and this is a chance for those uh, conservative Iowa uh, Christian voters to actually have their voice heard for the first time in, in a little while. Uh, I'm curious to, to get your, your take on the, the evangelical, the Christian uh, voters there in Iowa. Uh, it has gotten a little ugly, uh, and that may be an understatement. Um, people are you know, throwing around accusations. Um, there seems to be some efforts to, um, to really disparage any Christian that supports President Trump. Uh, what are you hearing from the Christian community there in Iowa? Well, listen, I, I think uh, whether it be in Iowa or any of the carve-out states, uh, you know, Nevada has a, a – uh, I think most people don't realize the size of evangelical vote in Nevada, certainly South Carolina. The Christian vote – uh, still remains the largest single vote, not just in Republican politics, but in national politics. And so uh, they, I, I often say, you know, that uh, you, you ignore the evangelical vote at your own peril. I would say that, um, you know, that, uh, the, that Trump's uh, popularity continues to, uh, to remain extremely high. Clearly, DeSantis and uh, Nikki Haley are, are well-known commodities and, uh, and certainly have their own followings. But, but I, would, I would argue at this point still that uh, Trump probably enjoys the most uh, uh, support among the evangelical community in, uh, in Iowa. 
Why is that, Tim? Why, why is it that Christians are so supporting that man? Well, you know, in the 2020 election, uh, Trump and his team like to, to say uh, promises made, promises kept. And, uh, and I think that that's still um, definitely uh, uh, kind of uh, is it uh, resounds in a lot of uh, a lot of evangelical and, and Catholic voters minds that uh, that he still gave us the court, the current court that we are seeing a lot of benefits uh, of certainly the Dobbs decision, but many other things since then. Um, and uh, and then of course you know you always have to remember that that uh, that elections are kind of positive negative charges. People vote for things, but they also vote against things. And the vote, uh, the Biden administration has given evangelical voters plenty to vote against, uh, unfortunately, over the last uh, roughly three years. Well, one of the other issues that that we've been monitoring has been the rise of anti-Semitism uh, across this this nation. Uh, the name of your organization, Faith and Freedom. Uh, does it concern you to see the the level of hatred towards Jewish people uh, out there in the streets? And and also, and and let's get real here. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, anti-Christian hatred out there uh, that has gone unreported for for decades in this country. Well, of course, uh, you know, to your first question, of course, it's extremely concerning. Um, I, I'd love to say it's surprising. I mean, we we've. Uh, I, I, unfortunately, we do. You know, we, we kind of live in this space quite a bit, and so we we've seen kind of uh, tremors or rumblings of of these kind of uh, this kind of sentiment for a while, both kind of in the general public and and particularly, um, you know, we we saw the, uh, the that relatively explosive um, uh, congressional hearing in December where you you really you literally couldn't get um, presidents of major universities to um, to actually. <laughs> Uh, disavow anti-Semitism and uh, and genocidal rhetoric and and um, you know so I, I, honestly that's I think that's another kind of uh, element that's risen to the forefront in a lot of people's minds. People knew that the college campuses uh, had challenges, but maybe didn't know quite how challenging a lot of these college campuses had become uh, for for people of any faith. But uh, you know, in this case, certainly for uh, for Jews and and uh, and people from Israel. So you know, we we will continue just to. Uh, to work kind of one foot in front of the other, trust God and uh, and speak truth in the midst of all this, and, and yet again to educate voters and make sure that people have their voices heard and don't just stay home. And, and that's a big part of it is is engaging and getting these churches to to engage or re-engage the culture. Uh, how has that been a problem? There have been a lot of uh, we we call them woke evangelicals. Uh, the the um, these mega churches and some of the other churches that used to be engaged in the fight they pulled out and, and I think honestly I think it hurts the country when the church is not engaged in the culture and the and the political process. Well, I couldn't agree more that uh, that that you know the the temptation of course for for anybody in, in life is uh, when you get resistance to kind of shrink back. But our argument is. Uh, that uh, that when you when the resistance seems to kind of crescendo, that's the very time that we need biblical clarion voices to actually step into that uh, into those arenas and not not to, not not kind of drift out of them. And so, all right, and uh, that's just a just a brief uh, segment of our interview with uh, Timothy Hedder. You can actually listen to the entire interview over on our website, toddsterns.com. All right, folks, that is going to do this hour of the show, all three hours of the show. Uh, Coming up next on Newsmax Television, you'll be able to watch um, our great program. We have some great news and content coming your way. All right, folks, you get out there. You be good. And have a great one, America.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.